Hello, world. Welcome back to the Ignited Fortitude podcast with Bobby and Steve. And this is two weeks in a row. I'm pretty happy <laughs> we were able to make it happen again. Hopefully, uh, the next at least month, we'll be able to do it a lot more since school ministry is done until January. Not that school ministry really hindered me because it's Mondays and Wednesdays. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it's another day taken away from your family. Yeah. And, yeah. It's a, just more time spent doing being obedient and now i get to concentrate more on my family so it's a good deal dude speaking of it of school being done how'd your last class pan out good but first <laughs> what did you learn teaching school of ministry bobby <laughs> we didn't talk about this before man. you can put me on the spot like that um, that just popped in my mind like bro you were with us on mondays at least yeah at least on mondays i what did i learn dude i don't know man i i think just the the opportunity of gathering together and having discussions and talking and and it's just that's i don't know man i think i, I love being able to be be in school ministry in that sense. You know what I mean? And it's not like, oh, I get to teach. It's like, dude, we learn together in each class. So that's the third time that I've taught through it. And uh, it's always different, different group, different topics that get brought up. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, so, yeah, it was good, man. It was, it was really good. I enjoyed your class. Oh, man. It was, it was really good. I enjoyed church history too. Like, I, so I've always been like a, like a history nut, right? Mm -hmm. Like, especially with, like World War II, I think I've mentioned it before. Like I love looking at how things happened, why they happened, yeah, yeah. Um, and different ways people handled things. So church history was awesome in the fact that um, I learned real quickly that man is stupid, yeah. right? Like, and history repeats itself. Like everything that that we face in Christianity today is something that's been uh, faced before it's, and, and we've talked about that through the podcast as well as like the, the enemy doesn't do anything new. Mm -hmm. He just repackages it. Right. Like, so, um, our last assignment for church history was about, um, you had to do pick a person or an event that, um, affected church history in some way, good or bad. And, either present for two to three minutes or write a paper on it, two to three page paper. I always write papers because then I don't have to get instant feedback. So that's kind of why I like a podcast too. <laughs> I don't have anybody here in my face like, no, that's not right, Steve. Um, except for you. Um, but the, so I like, I even put it in my paper. Like I wanted, when I, I, want to write about things. Like if I'm going to spend the time, like I want to write about something that, um, I feel passionate about, or I feel strongly about, you know? Um, so like looking through all these people throughout history who've affected Christianity and we've certainly like live out a lot of the effects today. Right. Um, I just wasn't finding anything that I was like, man, like, you know, I could have picked Luther or, somebody like that. Calvin, and, yeah. yeah. Calvin or somebody, but I was just like, no, nah, let me keep looking. And, um, I, I what I, one of the things I looked at was like, what are the biggest problems in Christianity today? Right. Because if I can tie it back to somebody or something, a specific event, um, and I 
found like the progressive church, right? Like, so I started reading about it and I read some stuff from, um, Elisa or Alyssa Elisa, Elisa. Childers. Yeah. And, um, she is super smart on it. And, um, she was talking about the progressive movement and how it can be traced back to the very beginning of Christianity. And then I read a, um, I can't remember the other guy's name, but I read some stuff from another guy who was basically like saying like, look, Jesus warned you about the progressive movement. You know, uh, there'll be as like ravenous wolves in sheep clothing, right? Like mm -hmm. they're going to, they're mm -hmm. going to be among you. Um, so I was like, Hmm. And I started looking into it and, um, as I looked, you know, like Ignatius and Augustine, like it was just called something different, right? Like, uh, Ignatius was, was writing to the heretics of the day, which would have been the Gnostics. And when you read the quotes and stuff from some of his writings, it's like talking about the same thing. Like they take a piece of scripture and formulate it to mean their own thing. Mm -hmm. And really take the meaning out of it. Most of the time they take Jesus out of it, right? Like either his atoning death or his sinless life, the, the birth from a virgin, you know, like all of these things people try to explain away, which then you don't even have Christianity anymore, right? Like th those things, those are like the core tenets of Christianity and people try to take it out. And so I wrote a paper about that. And when I handed it into Matt, I was like, you can fail me now because I didn't choose a, an event or a person, but <laughs> he's like, no, I'll read it. I'll, I want to see what it's about. So, um, it'll be interesting, but like, it's crazy because then now here we are recording, right? And I turned that paper in on Wednesday and the last thing that we talked about in Ephesians, we left off in like four, 13, 13. Yeah, where it talks about yeah, the unity. Yeah. Right. And then like the very next verse is talking about that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Yep. Right. Like that's progressive Christianity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Cause especially cause it's uh, so new living translation is, uh, we won't be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies. Clever. Uh, so clever. They sound like the truth. Right. Yeah. So just, you know, thinking about kids, right. So oh, like yeah. how easy is it to be influenced? Right. Cause your friends, uh, you know, hey, yeah, but you can do this, you know, yeah. you can hey, check this out or, you know, so that influence is, is huge, obviously, because it's, you kind of trust the individual, you know, or you, there's something about them that you, um, you feel like you can trust them. Right. You know, and then, uh, looking at church history, it's like, look at, you know, there you go. You're, you're, you're listening to somebody or, or whatever. Like I, dude, I got a buddy that, you know, his wife started listening to some, uh, some guy that was dude teaching all kinds of crazy stuff and, like she just went completely off the path, man, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> that just reminded me like, and I mentioned it to you last night. I, I, Will and I were watching on, um, prime video. He found, I think we both like kind of found it. I think I might've found it and mentioned it to him. And then he watched it and told me like, you need to watch this. I'm like, okay. So I started watching it. It's about Noah and the flood and the judgment at that time. And, um, so I watching this, like it starts out like with like a cartoon, like giving you the story of Noah and the stuff that 
that is said in there is mostly true, right? Mm -hmm. Like, cause I was watching it there and I was go. like, I was like, I was like, oh man, this is, this is pretty good. Like we, we could almost show this to like the teens or, or in the middle school youth group. And then it was like, and all the people like judged or God decided to judge the earth, earth because they weren't following the 10 commandments. I was like, wait, they didn't have the 10 commandments. Then, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, I'm like, wait, like how, like they just kind of like throw these little things in there. Right. And it's like, wait a second. And then there was something else about like the, you know, when, Jesus is um, doing the the Last Supper and the wine, and that it wasn't really wine; that it was actually grape juice. Yeah. So if you use wine, and I'm like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna have to do some research on that. Like, I was even talking to Will because Will was I haven't got to that part, and and it's like a four part series. I haven't got to that part in it yet. And there's some great information in it, like apologetic wise, right? Like, like they talk about the the flood and the evidence that we have around us today, like at the grand Canyon and like the, the dinosaur bone plots, mm -hmm. you know, like where you find them all in one place and how the flood would have made that happen. And the coal, even like, like fossils on top of the mountains. Yeah. And even like the coal, um, because coal is from the vegetation, right. And it decomposes and it creates coal. And the only way would we would have all these giant deposits of coal that we now mine is if a flood pushed it all into one spot and then deposited a layer of soil on top of it and it starts to decompose. So there's all this stuff in there that I'm like, that's great information. But like, if you don't have a, a, a good biblical understanding of like the events of the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you haven't read through your, your Bible at least once, right? Like, or some of the major stories, you'll be like, like, Oh, this is great. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. now you're going down the wrong path. Right. Yeah. Like, so, uh, I, I really, I feel strongly about it. Like, especially because I, I think when, uh, before I was saved and I had that kind of like those bits and pieces, right? Like, and well, that sounds I'm a good person, right? right? Like, right. you know, like all these little things. And, um, we talked about it last night with the youth. We had that, um, Peyton and Bailey's dad here who knows apologetics, uh, probably better than anybody that I know. Yeah. And, um, talking about how, one of the most dangerous things is when we take bits and pieces from all of these things and try to fit it all together. Right. And that is, um, what I was doing. Right. So now that I'm reading the Bible and I'm, I'm studying and I'm, I'm really diving in, I'm like, Oh, well, this makes so much more sense yeah. than what I understood, um, it to be. So, and I think that's, what's dangerous about it. Right. Like, you have the the mega churches that mm -hmm. are like, the, you know, the prosperity gospel. Like they don't want to talk about anything bad. Like, and half the time they don't even use the Bible. You know, like the one, the people that you're saving. How are you saving them? Mm -hmm. Because they don't know the truth, right? Mm -hmm. To the people that have already been saved that are now going down your path of false doctrine, you know, and then the people that just get confused because they're not real strong, but they're like, 
it doesn't sound right. You know, they have some understanding, like there's so many people that are affected by it. And for me, that's why I'm I, like, I feel real strongly about it. Like I, I feel, um, with being called to be a pastor, I know that I'm going to be judged more harshly because yeah. of that. Right. Like, so I don't ever want to say anything wrong. That's always like my biggest thing. When you ask me to teach, I'm like, man, I don't want to say the wrong yeah, thing. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and it blows my mind that there's people out there that like intentionally teach those things. Right. right. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and a lot of them, I mean, we've talked about like the whole deconstruction thing, right? Like mm -hmm. a lot of them were raised with the truth mm -hmm. and then they've had, um, a catastrophic life event that made them reevaluate things and then they change it because they, it, to meet their standard instead of God's. Right. Well, you know what? And that's a good point. Right. So like, it, as we look at even just this part, right? Like, so, uh, you know, the part before that is like, Hey, that's what you have, you know, the, these gifts that God gave to the church, which, you know, uh, uh apostles, pastors, teachers, you know what I mean? In, mm -hmm. in order to keep that, that mindset in the right place, right. Pointing to Jesus. Right. So thinking about the whole aspect of like that right here, it's, you get somebody that grows up in a, in a church and he, in uh, uh, Bailey and Payne's dad talked about it yesterday, right? Like, you know, a, a child gets their understanding from the Bible because their parents are bringing them to church, mm -hmm. right? And then, like you said, you know, they grow up in life and then this catastrophic event happens or something in their life happens that challenges their faith on their belief, right? Could be a friend that challenges what they believe. It could be an event that happens that's like, why would God allow this to happen? Mm -hmm. You know, if God is good, why is there evil in the world? That whole, you know, and then, and then that is going to, you know, kind of pull the the chair out from under them. And then they're going to have to decide like, okay, what do I do in the sense, right? Going to here where he says with immaturity, like why are kids immature? Like think of, think of kids, right? Like, I mean, shoot, I can look at myself. Like I remember how I was, right? Like mm -hmm. trying to go, trying to fit in, trying to like, how, what, what should I do? How do I talk? What I want to have the experience and have the experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got to find out for myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, it, you know, and there you go. Like, is that true knowledge? Like you don't know something until you experience it. I mean that, mm. I mean, that was pretty much the, the temptation in the garden, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you, if you eat of it, you'll find out, then you'll be like God. He yeah. just doesn't want you to find out. He just doesn't want you to experience it. You know what I mean? It's that whole aspect of like, no, I, I need to find out for myself. I don't know if you ever told your parents that. I know I did. Oh, I know I did uh, all the time. Like, no, I need to find out for myself. You know, and that's immaturity, dude, in the sense of like, you know, you, you're wanting to do something because you just had that compulsion of, of wanting to do it. And, you know, being in ministry and, you know, like we can see it looking out for these kids and, you know, like where's, you know, after certain kids graduate, it's like, where are they at? You know, what's going on with them? Or, you know, where, where's their walk? And, and a, a lot of the times they get swayed because of people they're hanging out with. And, and man, I can think of one kid that grew up solid home and, and very, very bright, very, very smart, very, um, who was really, really on a good path walking with the Lord and then joined the Marine Corps. And uh, now he's in a place where he, he thinks like, man, I feel like I was just lied to all these years, you know, and, and, uh, just hearing his mom, like her heart's broken for her son, you know, but it's like, and I told her, I was like, it, there's things that aren't adding up to him is what the problem is. Right. You know, he's with these people and they're living some kind of way and things are being done and he can't understand if they're good people or they're doing these things, why would God judge them? 
you know, and it, who knows what it is, or right. maybe it's him wanting to get in, in, in some kind of, you know, relationship with somebody that isn't a believer that he really, really has feelings for. And, uh, why can't he be with them just because they don't believe the same way that he does. Right. And maybe he's learning that, I mean, we talk about it, like it's pleasurable for a season, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, I did, I, all these things that I wasn't supposed to do, I've done some of them and it was pleasurable and there was no consequence at yeah. the time. Yeah. Right. Like I haven't seen any consequence from it. I mean, I know for me, that was like the biggest thing, right? Like was like, well, I did that. Didn't have any consequence. Well, what else can I do that when I was growing up and all the way until I got saved, it was like, or the consequence wasn't that bad, Mm -hmm. right? Like, okay. Like I got a slap on the wrist, big deal. The the pleasure outweighed the consequence in in my mind. Mm -hmm. Right. Not realizing that the, the one I was sinning against was God. Right. Like, and until you, uh, understand that God is love, right? And what he's done for us, his creation, like, then it's like, oh, I don't want to do that no more, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. that's that's when it hits you, like, having that understanding versus looking at it from a, a purely, like, worldly view where it's like, nothing's happening to me now, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm good. So why not keep doing these things or why change? Well, yeah. And that's, you know, that's the thing. It's like, you know, you find yourself in situations, you know, as a believer, you find yourself in situations and then you start having to navigate circumstances. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then you start thinking like, well, okay, well, why do I have to do it this way? Or why should I do it that way? You know what I mean? And our feelings more more than anything else, like, like, so thinking of a kid, right? Like, I mean, if he's talking about immaturity, we don't want to be like children who are immature. Like what's the biggest thing with kids? Like what? Feelings. Yeah. Yeah, Cause they, they, you know, like they are highly um, emotional, highly emotional and highly influenced by their emotions. Right. That's why it even tells us in the Bible that, you know, there's going to come a day where people aren't going to listen to sound doctrine. They're going to look for people that are going to tickle their ears, tell them what they want to hear, you know, because you're in your emotions, man. You know what I mean? Like you're in your emotions and on something that you, that you desire, right. That's, that's fleshly or you're in your emotions because of, you know, your feelings because of, you know, hurt or, or situations that you get put in because of circumstances. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, so those are the things that we need to fight against. You know, that's why Paul's telling like, Hey, you know what? Like, you know, just going off of, you know, church history, like it's already been laid out. Mm-hmm. Like the Bible tells us clearly, but what ends up happening? You know what I mean? Like man gets involved, wants to get something and wants to, and I think like even looking at church history, right? Like they want to protect it. You know what I mean? Like you, you can look at Catholicism where, you know, it like took part and then it became, you know, uh, like a national religion in that sense. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, you know, but we don't want to talk about the freedoms because if we talk about the freedoms, like we give people this grace and this mercy, they're just going to abuse it. So like, let's just try to constrain things and and, and try to get people to, to live some kind of way, you know what I mean? And, right. and make them do these certain things or, you know, you, you, you get it to a place where it's like, um, okay, well, we don't want to get in the Bible because, you know, they're going to learn like you're saved by grace, you know, through faith. And so then, you know, what if they, what if they live that and, and then they're not coming to us anymore because we're not going to be able to tell them. And then they're just going to go off their own path. Like, you know what I mean? Like you want to, it's like, we do it with our, with us as, as parents to our kids, right? Like we want to like help them out, you know what I mean? And, and, and do this, but at the same token, like sometimes we put it too much in, in a hard stance where it's like, 
you know, and you learn. That's why you have, <laughs> when you have multiple kids, by yeah. the time you get to that last one, you're like, the last, whatever. Yeah, the last one's like. You're be fine regardless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I, I make it a point with like my, uh, I'm not even going to go down that path. Because <laughs> like, I'm going to get on a whole thing with my kids again. And I'm like, no. Uh, so the the other thing that um, that I, I thought about when you were talking about that was that we, when we don't have an answer, we tend to make one up. Oh, there you go. Right. Yeah, like, that's true. And, uh, and we talked about it a little bit last night and he didn't really get that much into it, but like how often do, I mean, and it affects the church a, a lot, right? Like when we don't have an answer, we don't, it's not in the Bible and we make it up, add whatever, as he, as he said last night, like mysticism to it, right? Like whatever spiritual aspect to it that we want. And we say that that's what it is. But then like with Galileo, right? Like he, he was the one who discovered like, no, the earth orbits around the sun, not vice versa. And the church was like, no. Yeah. They excommunicated him. <laughs> yeah, like, so like, and then what does that do for the church? Right? Like it looks bad because we've came up with this. We didn't, it was not clearly written in the Bible that it, that it's the earth orbits around the sun. We came up with an answer. Your answer is different. Even though it's right, we're going to say, nope, you're gone. Like, get out of here, you know? And, um, and what it all comes down to is man, right? Like man is the biggest problem with the church. Like, because our pride, like we don't, we want to have an answer. We, we don't want to be wrong. Um, power, man. Yeah. Power. The power that comes you with it. it up. Yeah. Yep. You want to give it like, up. Like, Oh no, you have to come to us. I have, I have the answer. Well, just here. even think about like the, the, the persecution that was going on, like right after the, the Protestant reformation. Right. And they were, you know, in a church history, they were going and killing, yeah. you know, it, and, and just think about that. Why? Because, you know, the whole part of the Protestant Reformation was like, hey, Christ is head of the church, not the Pope. And mm-hmm. dude, like the Catholics were livid and they were like, I mean, that's the whole story with Bloody Mary. She's going after these Protestants and, and killing them, yeah. you know what I mean? Because of that whole fact. It's like, like it, it clearly states <laughs> it, you know what I mean? But in the, unfortunately, you know what I mean? Like, in the catechism, it says, you know, the Pope is, at, you know, he's got the final authority. Yeah. And one of the things that um, uh, he said last night that really uh, made a lot of sense to me is people don't study anything anymore, yeah, right? Like, true, yeah. like we have these things in our pocket that I can watch a five minute YouTube video and I'm an expert, expert on yeah. it. Right? Like, <laughs> and what's funny is like, I use that all the time. Like I get mad at my son, like, dude, why, why do I got to show you how to change the oil on your car? Look it up on YouTube. Like it's there, <laughs> right? Like I could do, I can do anything in my house now, like, because uh, there's a YouTube video to show me how, right? Like, and we don't do any research. So I think that's why like the Bible, nobody's reading it, right? Like I can, even when I was writing my paper, right? Like, let me Google the biggest problem with the church, right? Like Jesus told us what one of the biggest problems with the church was going to be, right? But I didn't look at the Bible. I was like, let me Google it and read what all these other people say. Like, and I don't, (laughs) I didn't even read the whole thing, right? Like, (laughs) like the, the one that, um, Alyssa Childers wrote, like I read the first part 
which was about progressive Christianity, like where it came from, right? Because that's what I needed at the time. And here I am on a podcast now talking about it. Like I'm an expert on it, right? Like, no, bro, I wrote that paper in two hours and like, here you go. And now I'm like, oh, this is a big problem. I'm not an expert on it, <laughs> you know, like, but that's what we do now. The technology has done that to us. And, you know, I, I beat my kids up like, you don't have to even read anything. At least like I had to go read an encyclopedia, right? Like now people just show you on YouTube and tell you exactly what to oh. think. And what do we do? Oh, yep. They're right. We don't do any research to make sure they're oh. right. You know, like, oh yeah, there we go. So I think that is a huge part in the maturity, right? Like if you're not, if you aren't willing to accept that there might be more than one answer, sure. right? Like, oh, all I have to do is look at YouTube. The first video I see, let me watch that. Okay. I'm an expert. Like, or the person that I like on, on this right, topic. Right. Yeah. Like, or, or, or it has to do with, um, oh, well, that person, you know, they're, they're Catholic. I can't watch that. You know, like I love, I absolutely, I, I love being like the devil's advocate, right? Like where it's like, yeah, but is it really like, you know, like, like, like so-and-so says this, like, I love that being that person like that, because that's how my mind works. Right. Like I want to know challenge things. Yeah. I want to challenge things. And when I challenge it, that causes me to really like sure. dig in. Right. Like, and, and look things up. Um, well, you can't put yourself in an echo chamber. Yeah. You can't like, like I mean, that's when we see these, these great Christians fall. Why is it? Because they surround some themselves with yes men, yeah, or people like barely surround themselves with barely anybody at all, right? Like, yeah. like okay, it, like could you imagine if it was just me and you, right? Like we could say whatever we wanted. <laughs> nobody was gonna, nobody's gonna hold us accountable, right? Like, I, I mean, I, there have been people who've reached out to us and told us like the podcast is great. Nobody has reached out and said like, hey, well, what about this? Like you said, so, like nobody even like even though we do have other people in place that are going to hold us accountable. Right. But like people listen and they go, Oh yeah. You know, like, like I'm challenging all you guys <laughs> listening. Like if you think we said something that isn't quite right, let us know. Like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to be the people that are out here just running my mouth and not really having anything to back it up. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, for sure. Like for sure. Th that's, I, I think it's huge. Like you, if you're not going to, if you surround your people with, surround yourself with people who are just going to do what you say, you're not going to, you're, you're not going to be held accountable. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because even looking at the progressive movement, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, they want, uh, they want to follow after God that isn't going to challenge them. And they're looking, I mean, ultimately they're looking for God to, to be okay with what they're, they're doing. Yeah. I mean, I think one of these days we should like the one that's on the top of my head is the one that was that, that guy in, uh, in Flagstaff that is talking about how like they're accepting the whole, uh, uh LGBT movement and all this other stuff. And you know, he's, he's at the university, like NAU, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so there's all these people that are there, you know what I mean? And he talks like, he break, like we should break the sermon down one of these days, you know what I mean? And, and do that. But like, here you go. It's like, you want God to be okay with what you're doing. And here's the thing, like, if God isn't challenging me on a constant basis, there's a problem. Yeah. Seriously. There's like, I mean, there's a problem. You know what I mean? Like even, even in, even marriage, right? Like it, the beauty of marriage is the fact that you're with somebody that, you know, is on, 
opposite sides of things from you, right? Not not against you, not right. against what you're doing, but it's like, you know, there's that conflict within the marriage and that conflict is what builds a strong marriage, yeah. right? And that's the whole point. And it's not, you know, obviously it shouldn't be in an aggressive state and it shouldn't be like, we're just always fighting. Well, that's not healthy. But when you're in a state where it's like, hey, you know what? Like, I think we should do this. Well, mm, no, look at it from this side. And look, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what makes, but there you go. You, 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 in a sense, like, okay, well, you know what? We're, okay, we can agree on this thing and we're going to do it. And you help each other out from going off the path. Again, like even thinking of uh, Paul Lynn when he was on the podcast, you know what I mean? Where he's like, hey, you, you know, if you have a community of people, it's even better because when it's just like, you know, even you and your spouse, like, you guys might make, uh, uh, a decision based on your circumstances. And if you don't have other people that are involved in that, like you guys will, can go down a bad path. You know what I mean? But having that tribe that is going to, he said, I think he said up to, up to five, Mm -hmm. right? Like or five to seven people that are, they're going to hold you accountable, right? Like they're the, they're going to be the ones to be like, Hey, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, and you're not wrong for feeling what you're feeling, but did you think about this? Yeah. Right. Like, or, um, and I don't know. I think that you, you can't bro. like, here's the, uh, I'm sorry. Like I'm all over the place right now. Like I, I do have passion about this. Like, like society today, right. Like with, with social media, with technology, with every, like they get their information in what, like 30 seconds to three minutes, like TikTok recently went up to where you can get like three minute videos or something. Mm-hmm. Like, so if all you're doing is getting your information in that, that short little chunk, if you're Stop getting it, yeah. yeah, like from memes, like, like you, you cannot have the whole picture in that amount of time, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're not doing the research, if you're only taking what you get from social media, from TikTok, from uh, well, even this dude, even the, even the people that are choosing to stay at home and watch. Like, I just ran into, uh, I just ran into somebody at, at one of the stores when I was when I was stocking merchandise over there, and I'm like, hey, how's it going? And it's funny because they looked at me like I know you from somewhere, but I don't, I can't <laughs> pinpoint it right. And uh, I I knew the individual was like, hey, I said, uh, how are you doing? They're like, good. And I said, I haven't seen you guys a while in a while. Like I'm normally in the other building. So, you know, cause they don't have any kids or, you know, much older. They have grandkids and stuff like that now. And uh, I was like, I haven't seen you guys. Are you guys still going to Calvary? And they're like, mm, well, we're watching online. Cause you know, like when everything happened with COVID and stuff, you know, and it's like, that's the same thing too, man. Like you get people that are just yeah. watching online, but it's, you know, you're, you're, you're isolating yourself. You're keeping yourself back. And it's like, well, I'm getting biblical teaching. Yeah. But you're not. You're not, you're not getting the fellowship. Yeah, you're not really. getting the founder, fellowship. You're not you're not interacting with other believer in, you know what I mean? Here you go. Like once again, you know, if it's just you and your spouse, it's like, okay, well, cool, that's how we feel. You know? And then people, you know, kind of rub you the wrong way and you're like, ah, forget them. Well, that's one of the things that we talked about in on Wednesday in our last class was like like there's always like a, a fine line, right? Like it's a double-edged sword. Like technology is great, right? Like when COVID happened and like, yeah, it's awesome that we have the opportunity to still get the word out there. I mean, and that was part of what we, why we wanted to do this, right? Like we wanted to provide another avenue for, for people to hear the word, right? Like, and, but at the same time, now that everything's opened back up, 
people, a lot of people didn't come back. Mm -hmm. Right. Or how many people are like, yeah, I enjoy the convenience. Yeah. Like I just, you know, I got to get up early and this way I can take a shower, be in my PJs and watch and then go to bed. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, um, you know, I don't have to wake up super early and get ready. I don't have to try and get the kids ready to get out the door. We can all just sit down. And even though what happens when, when, when that's going on, right? Like, it's like this, it's up on the TV and you're like, Oh yeah. Scrolling through your phone. Yeah. Like your, the dog's got to go out. Like something's something else is drawing you away from it. And then that vital aspect of fellowship. Like, I mean, that's been my thing. I mean, we've talked about it before, like the most important aspect, uh, for me about coming to church is being around other people who believe, but not other people who are just going to be like, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Right. Like, because I've been challenged so many times, Mm -hmm. like, like really Steve, like, that's what you think? Like, no. Okay. Let let me, let me step back and reevaluate the, those you surround yourself with, right. Like are going to be the ones that it's going to determine who you are. I mean, it's that easy, right? Like it's going to determine the decisions you make, right? Like if they're not going to hold you accountable, then you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if they're, let's say, let's say they do go to church, right. But the, on Sunday morning, the second service, cause I don't want to get up too early. And then, um, but sat because Saturday night they want to go out and party and that's what you're doing with them, right? Like w- what life are you living? Right? Like, are you that, that person that does this on Sunday and this on Saturday, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I think it's, it's super important the, to, to surround yourself with people who believe the same thing, mm-hmm. but that are strong right? Like that are strong in their beliefs that understand the scriptures that understand, um, what your, what it, what it means to be a Christian, right? Like, I don't know. I, I, well, look, we talked about it with, you know, with Benny, right? Uh, you know, you have, uh, somebody in your life that's like, you know, uh, a Paul to you, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and then somebody that's like, uh, Timothy, you right. know what I mean? And you gather, and that's like, that's why, you know, at school, you know, when we did our last class, our last class was, was fellowship. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's funny because that's like, that's the one that everybody's kind of like, mm, it's, you know, if I could t- take a break and not come to this class, yeah. I probably would rather not. You know what I mean? Because it's like. It's the easiest it. class you're going to have. Yeah, it's the easiest class you're going to But it honestly, dude, it's like the most important part of doing ministry. Yeah. And, and I mean, it goes back to uh, like, it's, it can be painful. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, because you kind of don't like people in that setting or they right. rub you like, the wrong way. Like, or I'm going to be, you know, I'm like, I gotta, I might be held accountable for something. Right. Mm-hmm. Like nobody likes being told they're wrong. Nobody, um, wants to feel like they messed up. Right. Like, and that's why I, we're supposed to do it all in love, right? Yeah. Like it's not, I mean, I'm sure you saw in the class, right? Like between me, Will, Aaron, Lolo, Ken, Dante, like there is a lot of jest, right? Like a lot of joking, yeah. but it's also accountability, right? Like, like I'm gonna call you out, Aaron. Like I called, <laughs> I called Aaron Noah in the, or not Noah, um, 
Jonah. Like he sent a group text, like, is it just turning in our papers tonight? Because uh, I've already turned mine in. Like, like, all right, Jonah, like, you, you know what God's, do what you're supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, you yeah. know what God's called you to do, but you don't want to go do it. Like, sure, go ahead. <laughs> like, whatever you want to do. You know, but like, that's the, the, the accountability, but it's like, it's coming from love. And yeah. Aaron knows that, right? Like the, so, but if we didn't have a relationship, right? Like it wouldn't, one, it wouldn't feel like love. Even if I was yeah. being loving, I, no matter how I said it, like, Hey bro, like, why aren't you coming to this? You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, I get it. You're already turning your paper, but just show up. You know, Maybe we'll get out of here early, whatever. Right. Like, even if I said that, if we didn't have a relationship, it well, and it's funny because there you go, right? So, like, this whole point is about, you know, hey, uh, you know, that's why you have these leaders in your church and there's leaders appointed because, you know, hey, they're, they're going to be the ones that are, you know, responsible, right? Mm-hmm. Not so much put in authority, but responsible for you not acting like a child going to and fro. And and it says even here, right, right there, you know, like in 15, it said, instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ who is ahead of his body, the church. He makes a whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. And you know, it's like, here's the thing, right? You gotta speak the truth in love because it's like, hey, look, I know that you're listening to this, you know, teacher or this thing, or you're kind of like reading these books or doing these things like, hey, like we need to talk about some things that that is actually gonna pull you away from and you need to be mindful of, you know, what it is that you're reading or what it is that you're listening or what that mindset is, or, you know, or how you're, how you're feeling in this situation or what it is that you're, you know what I mean? Like you, you have to put those things and obviously, you know, uh, I like what Wiersbe says, he's like a truth without love is brutality and love without truth is hypocrisy. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, if, if I just tell you the truth, you know what I mean? And I'm just a jerk about it. Like what, like what benefit is that? Like, you're just going to walk away from it, even though it was true, but because of, you know, the tone of my voice and and the approach that I get to, you know, you're going to be more defensive on, on your position. And even though it is right, you're just not going to do it regardless. Right. right? Or if I, you know, if, you know, even in that sense where it's like, oh, well, you know, if you don't want to do it, you know, go ahead. It's, it's all good. Like I wouldn't let somebody out. I heard somebody say something like, uh, if you knew there was going to be a terrorist attack at a given place that you knew somebody was going to, would you warn them about it? If yeah. you knew, you know what I mean? And and if somebody wanted to go anyways, are you just going to be like, well, you know, yeah, you know, if you really want to go, like, I don't think you should go to that, but well, you know, if you want to go, you're, you'll probably be okay or, or whatever. And it's like, that's not being loving. You're like setting them up for death. So for us on the, on the side of apologetics, mm-hmm. defending the faith, right? It's like, Hey, look, I got to let you know, because if you go down this path, which means you're going to walk away from what the truth is, where's that going to lead you? All right. You know what I mean? And I think that like, that's the biggest part, right? Like, and if as Christians, right, like we recognize like the spiritual gifts, right? Like one of those is exhortation, right? Like that's that, Hey, you're not doing right. Like you could be a jerk about it, right? Like, like, Hey, bro, you're an idiot. Stop. You know, like, or you can do it in love, which is what you're supposed to do, right? Like just because um, exhortation is your gift doesn't mean like you have a free pass to go and just tell everybody they're wrong because you're not 100% right either, mm-hmm. especially if that's how you're doing it, right? Like if you're just going around like, hey, don't do that, 
don't do that. Like that's not, well, you know, what's funny dude. Cause even if he's, as you say that and you brought up the whole Jonah thing, right? Like think of what the impact in a sense for Jonah, what it was doing when he had to go back and tell those people, you know what I mean? Like he was obviously rebelling. He was going against it, but look at the, even though he was going against what God wanted him to do, you know what I mean? And, and the whole storm came. And then even when the, when they were like trying to throw him off the boat, you know what I mean? Like in that moment, like he told those people, you know, those, those, those sailors, he's like, Hey, you know what? You need to throw me off the boat. Like he was, yeah, I mean, that's because of me. Yeah. yeah. It's because of me. And you know what? You need to throw me off. And even though they threw him off the boat. And if you, if you pretty much kill me, right? Like if you throw me overboard and I die, you'll be saved. Kind of like a big story of Christ, right? Yeah. But you throw me in, then I'll be safe. But then God still gives him mercy, mm-hmm. right? And so then think of think of what God was trying to do in that situation, even showing Jonah, like, look, how are these people that don't know their right from their left, children, and all these other things, like, how am I supposed to just be okay with just destroying them? You know what I mean? Right. You're, and then, you know, obviously later on, Jonah gets upset because, you know, this plant grows and gets in some shade and then all of a sudden a worm eats it and, you know what I mean? He's mad about it. And he's like, dude, you're mad over a plant that you had nothing to do with. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and that whole thing. So for us, like whole point of exhortation, the whole point of, of showing grace and mercy and even here, right? Like speaking the truth and love is to make it so that we fit together. Like, dude. That unity. Yeah, man, that unity, right? And if we're like building something, like if we're stacking bricks on top of it, like, Hey man, we want it even. We don't want these gaps. We don't want something that's going to cause it to fall once we start building it up. You know what I mean? And it's like, hey, those those things in Proverbs it tells us like iron sharpens iron, right? So like we're getting that refinement, and it's like, yeah, dude, I, like yeah, maybe there's some people that I would rather not be involved with, or rather not be next to. But you know what? Those people are chiseling you down. They're they're refining you, yeah. and they're like working out those hard spots so that way the Lord can actually do the work that he needs to do in us. Sorry. That sounds like right in my eyes right now. Well, dude, um, I think that's a good point. Okay. But I got to tell you this story <laughs> Go real it, quick. Cause <laughs> just cause it's funny. So, <laughs> um, what was it? Wednesday? I think it was, I came to work and, um, that morning I got the previous day I had called out. I had a really bad migraine. I had to take some medicine that puts me to sleep. Um, so that morning I come in and Will's there and he's standing at the refrigerator in the office. Right. And like, everything's out on the ground. I'm like, dude, what's going on? He's like, somebody put a gallon of milk in here. And, and I don't know what happened. Like there's like a seam that just opened up or something. I don't know if it got so cold that it expanded a little bit. And then the milk started coming out into the refrigerator. And I was like, dang, man, that sucks. Like I go into my office real quick and like I put in my ID card and Will's still out there like cleaning up. It's not Will's milk, right? Like he's just cleaning it up. And I said, there, I was like, I should go help him. And I was like, I, I, I don't do well with like smells and textures and I don't have like a, a real good sense of smell since COVID, but I don't do well with them. So I was like, I was like, Oh man, like I'm going to gag or something. It, even though it's not spoiled milk, it's just like <laughs> overnight, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to help you. What do you need me to do? And he's like, well, if you want to go like, cause he had taken out the shelves in the drawer and he's going to wash it. And he's like, if you want to get all the milk out of there. And I'm so I'm sitting there with like a million paper towels, trying not to touch it because I know if I touch it, I'll gag. And, um, I was like, when Will comes back, like I'm getting it all, I finally get it all cleaned up. And I was like, well, you know what? I was like, the only reason why I came to help you was because this morning I read that Jesus washed all the <laughs> disciples feet and 
I felt bad for leaving. I was like, I, was like, I can't let Will do this on his own. Like if, if Jesus can wash Judas's feet, I can help Will clean out the refrigerators. <laughs> it was just one of those things where I was like, I was like, man, I'm glad I read this morning because I would have, I like, and I would have told Will, I would have came up with the excuse. I would have been like, dude, like I'll help you, but I'm probably going to get sick and I might have to go home. Like, like even though it's not spoiled, like just touching it and knowing that it's not in the container anymore. That's right. Funny. Like I would have been gagging, like just the smell of milk. Like even though it's not rotten, like the, you know, <laughs> it's like, it was just one of those things. Like I had literally read that morning and I was like, and I thought like, like I, in my like little reflection time, I, like I wrote about that, like how, like how Jesus was so loving that he even washed Judas's feet knowing what was coming. Well, right? what's crazy about that is that in, in the scripture, I think it's in Luke where he says like, I have with fervent desire, desired to eat this meal with you it's like what yeah. like you read that you know what's coming you yeah. know what's going to happen you know who's in that room you know what they're all going to do you know what judas is going to do and he said man with desire i desired to eat this meal with you and it's like dude yep. i was reading today and like how many times he called the disciples his friend mm -hmm. you know like i'm like what a good friend anyways I was not going to be a good friend to Will. I was going <laughs> to let him clean out that We're gonna refrigerator. We're going to have to have the Fear Factor episode <laughs> just because you said that. I'll be, bro, <laughs> like almost anything I'm good, like texture, smells, I'm like, mm, like, like nah, I'm not going to go too much into it. Like one of my dog, one of my dogs throws up in the house. We're like, babe, you better come get this. Like I can't, like. I don't, she could cover oh. it with a paper towel and all I have to do is go and pick it up. If I feel that just, <laughs> nah, bro, like that's not me, <laughs> not me. Bodily functions. Nope. Not. Mm -mm. Anyways, like should have seen me like trying to change my kid's diapers. Mm. No, bro. <laughs> I did it. But like, lots of baby wipes, like nothing's touching me. <laughs> Mr. Bean. All right, man. Well, how about you pray us out? That's a good place to stop. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity, the time for us to come together. And I, I hope that through this, um, people are able to recognize that this is all about glorifying you, God, and not taking you and, and Jesus and the Holy Spirit out of any of it, not changing the core tenets that what you have created is perfect, that we don't need to change it at all, that we understand it, we understand our role and where we fit in. And I ask that you, for all of us, that you give us discernment, Lord, you show us uh, when somebody has has changed or tainted your word to benefit them or benefit others, Lord, that the word that you have provided is perfect. It's inerrant that we don't need to change it in any way. And I ask that for anybody that's struggling out there, Lord, that just come alongside them. You know, I, I read uh, yesterday about the, the peace that only you can give. And um, I realize through a lot of the things that I've gone through, how true that that is, um, that there's only the peace that you provide is like no other and come alongside them, Lord, and help them give them that peace. And most of all, Lord, I just ask that, um, you, you keep revealing yourselves to us. And, and I'm so thankful that we have the grace and mercy we have. And I pray all this in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Amen.